Welcome back to another edition of the Single Track Session. We are at number 105 here with the Trail Manners Podcast. I am Eric Manning, and we got Joel Hatch here. And, uh, yeah, a few things happening um, this week, and it was kind of ironic. Well, first off, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Your birthday was just a few days ago. It was. I didn't know that. That's how close we are. I didn't even know what day your birthday I keep it on down low. You do. You're pretty sneaky. Yeah. So 40, so that's good. That would be nice if I was 40 again. (laughs) (laughs) So a happy birthday to Joel. Thank you. And uh, it was kind of ironic that we had our podcast last week. We really covered UTMB a little bit. Um, Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And one of the things is we were kind of bummed that Wamsley hadn't mentioned what's going on and we were worried yeah because we know he's battled some depression and, right you know hoping he was okay well it was kind of the day our show launched we record on wednesday launched thursday thursday launch uh runner's world had a little interview with wamsley posted right so i don't know if they sneakily heard what was going on um but basically he just struggled physically right um just we've all been there mm-hmm. where it just you hit the start line you're ready to roll and you start off and things just don't feel right right they're janky as they joe likes to say can be um and it looks like that's kind of what happened with uh wamsley a little bit um, right we'll, we'll post the article for those that don't know on our show notes but he tried to settle in find a pace and he just couldn't didn't get a place where he felt good and that was pretty much what it was so um, that brings up a good point there how is it that runner's roll got that scoop and i run far didn't I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if it's a friend, you know, maybe somebody or someone just maybe as a person that gave him a ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, they, he, yeah, they were the first ones I saw that reported the story. But right? you think I run far would be the, the place that he, he was, would yeah. talk to. Yeah. Right? He would talk to there, there. I mean, everybody looks there. Yeah. So that is kind of interesting um, to think that. But, yeah, he said he's looking forward to run North Face 50 in San Francisco in November, which right. you talked about. Which I was he hoping like he would do. Him. Yep. Um, and, but he says, I'll have to look at the calendar, see if I'm up for it, if anything, for the rest of 2018. Right yeah. now, he's just going to focus on recovery. Yeah, I just, I think that would be good for him to do that. And then next year, don't do Western States. Yeah, he's done it. Yeah. Right? He, he did what he needed to do Maybe there. do something in the spring and then... Do a couple shorter ones and then focus on UTMB. Yeah. Go over he, there and actually train. Because that's what we talked about is just Western and UTMB was just too much, kind of overreaching. Right. Um, he said he had a great training block, which we talked about. He was yeah. down in the San Juans. But, I mean, he, it's just, that's that's a lot, right? And he's it still is. a young runner. Let's, let's say that. I mean, he's still a young runner. He, he puts in a lot of miles. He puts in a lot of miles. He's, you know, so he's got a lot still to figure out with himself. Yeah. You know, eating and, and just everything. So he even talked about that a little bit. Right. So. I think that, you know, the third time will be the charm for him. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. because there was Kind of like a Western States. Third time's the charm. Well, and there's also an article that came out this week. I can't remember who posted it. It might have been from Rutgers World for all I know, but it was talking about how Tim Tolson wants to be the first American man to win it. Yeah. Like, that's his focus right now. He easily could be. So, it's. Uh, I mean, we all know that we've had U.S. women win it. Yes. Um, we know uh, Chrissy Mell was, mm-hmm. I think, the most recent right. female to win it, but there's been no male winner from the United States for mm-hmm. UTMB. Nope. Um, and we've had the bit, everybody's gone. I know. Right? All of our, all, all of our, our big, guns, big guns have gone right? over there. So they need to pull together, brainstorm, meet somewhere, yeah. and train. I just want to see them finish. Yeah, have a good. More than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome if they podium, but I want to see those boys finish. Yeah, they need to. And they, you know, it's, we've talked about it on the show. We've heard about it a lot. UTMB, it takes people a couple times to figure it out. It's, it's not like you just go over there and just because you ran well somewhere else. It's no else, Western States. It's it's not a hard rock. It's yeah. it's different in it its, its own. Different. So, but yeah, so good luck um, for, for him there. Um, but yeah, interest, interesting article, and it's great to see him come out. And, you know, hopefully he's doing well on the mental game and just. Right. Eating food. Yeah. That's what those guys need to do. All those exactly. skinny little buggers need to eat some food. Their body will appreciate it. <laughs> Makes them happy, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that came out just right after our post. And then we also talked about, obviously, it's within our backyard. So all of you that are not from our geographic area, right. we're going to talk about Wasatch 100. Yeah. It's kind of one of the old school 39 years. Right. Um, it's been around a long time. One of the original hundreds. Um, for years, obviously, one of the hardest hundreds in the U.S. Right. Um, and it's, it's it used to be the hardest to get into. Yeah, it used to be super hard to get and it used to, And it still is a difficult race. 
because there's oh, gosh, yeah. so many. I mean, it's not you know you're not going to say oh it's like hard rock. It's not, but it's there's so many different variables, and Lots. every year they add more. It's like the Hunger Games, right? It is like they're starting to add bees and wasps now I, to the course. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that took place this weekend. Um, there's a lot of chatter out there on it. Um, I uh-huh. had I had the fortune of pacing our friend Jim Skaggs, yes. um, Buffalo Run and Antelope Island race director. And, man, he, he's got such a cool story. for. And most people know Jim in this area, but if you don't, Jim's been running forever. This was his ninth finish at Wasatch. He's done a lot of ra- big races, done Western, he's done yeah. the Grand Slam. But he had Achilles surgery in October. Of 2017. 2017. Um, he had a bone spur. They had detach his Achilles. Right. Take care of it and reattach his Achilles. Yep. Uh, about a week after the surgery, he fell in yep. his shop on his old scooter. Yep. And had to push the button, help, I can't get up. Uh-huh. And found out a week later that he retore it. Yeah. So a week after that, or three weeks after that, I had to go and get it reattached. So within the course of three to four weeks, he had two Achilles surgeries. Right. And this is October 2017. Yep. And he's put in a training block and finished Wasatch this year. I know. That's um, pretty impressive. And the whole time we were, I was with him, he's like, man, uphills, we're killing him. Like, no. he, just, he just didn't have it because he hasn't had time to train on it. Right. But uh, you get him on a flat or downhill, he did great. That's good. Um, but he, he did a great job, and it was a lot of fun pacing him just because I got to see a lot of people, mm-hmm. experience a lot of things. Um, it's like Gordon Ainsley at, at uh, Brighton. Yeah. I turn around, and he's just sitting there without a shirt on at like 3 a.m. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I'm like, right. That guy looks familiar, right? <laughs> He's just sitting by himself eating. Right. I don't know what he was doing, to be honest with you. Um, but it was pretty cool to see him. Um, yeah, hard race. Had a huge lead pack for most of this race, Yeah, which is different than we've seen in the past. Well, it's kind of like UTMB is how it played out. Yeah. They had a group go out. Yeah, men's group went out hard. And they stuck together for quite a while. Yeah, they did. Um, and then it blew up. And then people... Just had different things. Now, yeah. now we talked about the bee and wasp thing. There's a section they changed a couple of years back. You have to go up Bear Canyon to start. And last it used year, to go up Chin Scraper yep, years and years ago. Which was the cool, old school stuff. Yeah. And now it goes up Bear Canyon, which is a steep climb right out of the gate, and there's bees there, apparently. Yellow jackets. Lots of yellow jackets. And people are getting, someone got life lighted right away. Oh, because they're allergic. Yeah, they, someone said they got stung, and I don't, I, I can't prove this. I heard two different stories. I did hear someone did get life. Someone said they got stung like thirty times. I've seen reports of one to twenty. Yeah, and there's been a. I saw a lot of people with bee stings. Oh yeah. And stuff. Jim Skaggs got stung. Uh, saw somebody else got stung on their eye. Yeah. Their eyes swelled over. That was Ryan Lauk. Yeah, Ryan, our friend Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, people were coming through. One guy was like, he's like, man, this was funny. I'm at uh, Lambs Canyon waiting for Jim to come in to run right. with him. Some guy comes in and he was not, he, he looked all right, but he's uh-huh. like, man, I got stung eight times already. Uh. And he was just sitting there. <laughs> Hats off to his crew, man. Because yeah. Lambs Canyon, if you get to Lambs, you just went through, to me, the worst part of the course. Pretty, pretty much. close, because yeah. It's so hot and it's yeah. dry, and uh, you're just nonstop rolling hills. Yeah, it sucks. And uh, so he's sitting there, and his his, his uh, crew guy goes, "You know what, though? You're still going." Now, <sighs> just think of this: the greatest ultra runner in the world had to pull out because of a bee sting. You got eight, so just keep going. And I was giggling. Good point. I was. I was giggling. Like, man, this guy's yeah. a motivational speaker. You know. I know. Um, I was thinking on his feet right there. Yeah. I like that. So it was pretty fun. But just seeing people, I saw Jeremy Sawinski. He was a riot. Um, he was in there. Our friend Debbie Farka was getting ready to pace him. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but the heat was a bug yeah. I've heard reports that it was the hottest Wasatch ever. I've heard reports it was the second. I've heard reports it was the third. Let's so go top five. Top, yeah, we'll, yeah. Go, we'll go in there. But it, it was, was hot. hot. Yeah, people it was really hot. It was struggled. like, yeah. It's, it's just going to get worse, to be honest. Yeah, and it's exposed. It was hot. And the, the yellow jackets are not going away mm-hmm. unless they send an actual crew through there. And then you're going to have people actually probably upset that they're spraying all this bug killer yeah. around. Yep. But these yellow jackets are getting worse, man. Yeah, especially, I mean, I got hit off 22nd. Yeah, I've seen there's two big nests above Buse right now. Is there? Uh, in the hillside, yeah. Man. I, Maybe they've always been there, and I've never noticed it, but for some reason, I, I saw them. They're there. I know they're there now. Nice. Lovely. Yeah. Little buggers. Um, but So that's just an added feature to this race that makes you go, oh, man. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Well, we were running from uh, upper 
Mill Creek, right. upper Big Water. We were going to our next aid station. And me and Jim were going, and this headlamp starts coming back towards us. Right. And we're like, uh-oh. And the guy goes, hey, guys. And it's pitch black. It's, yeah. you know, midnight-ish in that area. And the guy's like, uh, here's a bear up here. Nice. And me and Jim are like, okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go. And there's go like four people behind us. We're like, okay, safety in numbers. So yeah, we get right. up there, and the guy goes, yeah, it's been grunting at me, blah, blah, blah. We turn the corner, and we look up. It was a moose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, my gosh. I'd be scared of that. Yeah. So we look up, and I had my big bright light on. Yeah. And it was like, boom, showed him, like, oh, it's a moose. Yeah. And then everybody was, you know, happy. But it's just all these fun things um, to deal with. But the race itself went well for a lot of people, not so well for others. Mm-hmm. Um, first place finisher is Jesse Rich in right. 2107. Um, he's out of Salt Lake City. Second place, Matt Van Horn. He's, every year it gets a little closer. He's so sneaky because at one right. point he was like maybe 10th. Yeah, I saw that. He was just kind of doing his own thing, and they had that Close lead pack hard. out there. Yeah, he did. So he came in 22-21, so it's still an hour back from first place. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, he closed hard. But he did, for sure. Um, and third was uh, Brian Robbins in 22-30 uh, right. from American Fork. Our buddy Gabe Joyce came in, uh, what was it, fifth? fifth. 23-40. Right. Uh, he fell, messed up his hand pretty good. He did. Um, our buddy uh, Trevor Fuchs, he DNF'd. Yep. Um, so he didn't get his turkey. Nope. But he put out a solid effort. And he did. Just, just a great... Uh, little breathing problems. Yep. And just... No, He's got just some exercise-induced asthma. Yeah. Just, what, it, what it comes down to. Just a, just a great attitude towards it. Oh, yeah. Um, on the women's side... Um, Boy, those ladies brought it <laughs> at the end. Because <laughs> they finished, like, one, two, three, like... Like, There's like all the guys, right? Here's a group of guys, and right. then these three, and then more people. So right. they like we're in a clump. Um, so first place female was Rebecca Hall from Golden, Colorado, twenty six forty six. Right. Second place female, another Rebecca, Rebecca Rich, or Rick, excuse me, from Salt Lake City in twenty seven. So she was like fourteen minutes behind. Yep. And then third, right after them, was Jennifer Lambert from Lehigh in twenty seven seventeen. Right. So she was like. Half hourish from the first, and right close to the second. Female. That first place runner was running scared. Yeah, I had to right? at the end. I just mean, looking over the shoulder the whole time. Yep. I mean, you just have to at the end. Um, but so many just amazing performances. Aaron Hill did pretty good. Local gore here. All right, and top ten. Marcy Pearson. And what's funny is, a couple of years ago, I met her. Mm-hmm. Me and Jim, it was her first hundred. Me and Jim were on that last crappy section. You go around the the dam. Right. We met her right before that. It was her first hundred. She was having breathing problems. Right. She was kind of just not. She was just like, oh, this. You know, what do I do? Do I keep going? I've never felt this way. Right. And so she hung out with us for a little bit, and about I don't know, she'd been with us for a half hour, and she goes, "Wait a minute, are you Trail Manners?" Right. That's how we met. And so she was in the thirty four, thirty five hour range two years ago. Oh my gosh, gosh uh, ten hours. Basically. Oh my gosh, she was in twenty eight, thirty eight this oh, year. Oh, good for her. Freaking awesome, man. So she killed it. And as you as you mentioned, um, our friend Aaron Hill, who just had a killer year, she finished in twenty nine, twenty eight. That's impressive. So she got the sub thirty buckle. Yeah. Um, just a lot of people we know um, had great days. Ben Light, we'll talk about him real quick. He finished in thirty thirty eight. And oh, then yeah. he jumped on a plane to go to the Tahoe 200. And right. as we're talking, he's at mile 165-ish. So I'm sorry, Ben. You're not going to finish. He's got uh, to hurry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's, he's at got an hour and a half left. Oh, is that what the cutoff yeah. is? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll still do the whole thing, I'm sure. Um, uh, they'll pull late. him, of course. Will they? Yeah. I wonder if he's made a deal with them. But. No. <laughs> yeah, so just crazy, though, um, going... Finishing the 130 hours I know. and then jumping over there. When I saw him, well, I think they got a little bit late. To start getting out of the airport. Did they? Well, yeah. And he want. I think he wanted to finish sooner. Yeah. Because when I saw him, I didn't know if he'd get there. To right. Because I saw him at Lambs. I'm like, wait a minute. You should be a little further ahead. Yeah. So. But what he's trying to do is amazing. It's a, it's awesome. Just pushing again. Just what's next for people? Yeah. Um, Sarah McCloskey, friend of ours, that's been on the show 3046. Mm-hmm. Just a just a plethora. Of people, you know, um, having good days. You can look at some of these times, and you can tell it's been hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, just to it see reflected some of them. a very hot race. And just seeing the people. I mean, like I said, I was at Lambs, and I mm-hmm. was there. I got there around, I don't know, five thirty-six, right in there. Right. And so you're you're coming off that hot part, and it's not quote unquote hot anymore, but it kind of was. It still is. It's radiating. You could just see them coming through. People just, I mean, their stomachs Eat. were turned. They just didn't feel good. They yep. were, I mean, there was just not. Lobster red. Yep. A lot of them were. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jim finished in 34-38. Um, pretty, pretty solid time considering what he's gone through for sure. And then uh, all the way through, um, 
the last finisher of the race was 35.56. Ooh, so squeaking it. Squeaking like three and a half minutes before yeah. the cutoff. Um, but a great, great day. Wasatch continues to go. Uh, so our friend Shane Martin, he had a rough go. He was 32.25. He looked, the first half of the race... He was top ten. Yeah, he he. And then I saw him. At, the heat got to him. I think I saw him at Brighton, and he was just not feeling it. But he yeah, like, warmed over death. Finish right? up, you know. Oh, the other person that was fun to see saw Matt Gunn. Yeah, he was volunteering at Brighton. Was he? So it's fun to see him. Um, you know, the old uh, Ultra Adventures race director. Just good guy. But yeah, big day. A lot of mm-hmm. fun to see. A lot of people. Wasatch is in the books. Right. Jim Skaggs ninth finish, going for his tenth next year. And then, as rumor has it, once he gets his tenth, he's going to be done with it. That's probably a smart thing. Yeah, I, I think so. So, um, and as we just kind of brought up briefly, um, Tahoe 200 is going on right, right. now. Well, let's before we touch on Tahoe, let's right. talk about Wasatch. Okay. Um, people are uh, getting a little pissy about maybe having a qualifier for Wasatch. I've been reading that. Have you read that? Yeah, yeah. They're thinking because there's a lot of DNFs. There was a lot of, DN- lot DNFs, of DNFs, mm-hmm. and the DNFs is hot. Yeah. What do you think about having a qualifier for? Say 50K or 50 miler. So here's my, I saw the thread. Yeah. Basically, here's my two cents I wanted to put in there. All right. It's their race. They can do what they want. Well, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we've talked about it. The, the, the Wasatch 100 race directors are old school. They are. Right? They've been around mm-hmm. for a long time. They don't, as far as I know, they don't have a plan in place to switch anything over. <laughs> One just had so a heart either. attack. Yeah. Um, he looked good, though. Yeah. Um, thank goodness good. for, for John Robin. Um I don't know. I'm torn on it, to be honest with you. Right. And the reason is, is because it is it is a hard race, but it's kind of old school. Right. Right. So how much do you want to change this race? Yeah, but all, a lot of the runners coming into the sport now are not old school. They're new school. That's true. It's true. Right? What's the... Isn't it still pretty easy to get into Wasatch? Isn't it like a 50% chance, though, with the lottery? I bet you it's somewhere around at least Maybe that. north of 50. So I think if you made a qualifier, I bet there's a big chunk of that that wouldn't be able to put in for it. Okay. You know, So if, you're, right. if I'm Wasatch, okay, so I'm, so I'm the Wasatch committee. Here's right. two things, okay? Qualifiers, that might be more work for me to confirm. Okay. okay? So there's work. Um, also, am I going to get as many people entering the race or entering yes, the lottery? You, you think will. so, even yeah. with the qualifier? I think so. I don't know. I'm torn. I c- Honestly, I don't care. I can see both sides of the story. Gotcha. Right? Because if you want to do 100, maybe you don't have the money to do a 50. Maybe you don't have the time to do a 50. I mean, mm. I can see both sides. You've right? got time to do a 50 because you're going to be training for 100. But I'm saying, but you can, tr- you can still do a 50-mile run. Right? You can still go out and do a run. Yeah. You don't At some point to. during that year, you've got time to do a 50-mile race. Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, it could be. I've heard I've heard the discussion of, like, you know, it's expensive to do this stuff. It is. It's very um, expensive. But you if know. you've got $250 to put down Wasatch, you've got some money to put down on another race somewhere. I've got to buy shoes. Yeah, see? <laughs> so I don't know. I could see it going both ways. I think a lot of it, too, is, like, I was looking at some of the comments, and I think some of it is people that didn't get in. It's kind of the ones that are more saying they should do this. Oh yeah, this uh, this qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I I can I can see it going either way. It doesn't affect me either way. Right. It's their race, so I'm like, yeah. eh, it's the way they've done it, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the mentality at Wasatch and right. some other old school races. Is this is how we've done it? Yeah, and that's how we're going to continue to do it. Oh yeah. And I don't know if that's their attitude. I think that's um, their attitude. I don't, I don't think they're going to institute a qualifier at all. I don't. For them, as a race director, what's the benefit of adding a qualifier? As a race you have director. people who are more prepared to run that distance, okay. I mean, especially that course. I think that's what you're ultimately after. But, I mean, what I mean, what does that mean for you, though, as a race director? As a race director, you have a bit more security knowing that you have better prepared okay. participants. Okay. I totally agree so with you're, that. So you're reducing the liability on your end. Okay. I totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, and then also you're having individuals coming into that race. Not only are they more prepared, but they have a better appreciation of the 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 race itself and everything that's come before it, mm-hmm. okay. right? They're, those people are are actually more invested in it at that point. Okay, I can definitely buy that. Now, would yeah. you make it 
any 50 mile or 50k yeah. or would you any, make any it 50 miler uh, 50k un- under a certain time because i see that all out there some are like it has to be this type or it has to be under well, I mean, this if you, time. if you registered for a 50 miler and that 50 miler's got a cutoff then you got to finish that 50 miler within that cutoff mm-hmm. right i think but that's i've seen fair time enough. ones though like i said you have to do a 50 miler under 12 hours i've seen that so it's well, like you, well that doesn't well if you've entered that race and then you actually got 50 miles under that 12 hours yeah okay no, I, I right. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just right. saying if, if you're making a qualifier, do you right. make them say if you you have to do a 50-miler under 12 hours? No, that's fi- hard. So that's what I'm saying. That's I've seen really, that. That's hard to do. No, that's what I'm saying. I've yeah, seen no, that. No, I, I think just fi- Any 50-mile? Uh, an official 50-miler okay. I think would be a good place to start. Um, there's some 50Ks out there that I would totally accept. Speed Goat be one of them. Yeah. Maybe Beaverhead. But that's the thing. So now you've got, as a race director, now you've got to go and yeah, yeah, you gotta figure out more stuff. Right. You do, but that's why you have your race committee. Yeah. No, I, I right? agree. I'm just want like, how much there's do you want ways to around it? this issue if you if they choose to go down this path. I'm not saying that I think they should. Ultimately, they should look into it. Maybe. I, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. I just from a race director. I standpoint, think they're going to keep getting more and more people entering that are less and less qualified. Oh, for to sure. To do the distance. I totally agree with that. Right? Yeah, be just because it's you can get into it. Right. It's like Leadville. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You can get in. You don't have to qualify. Right. So it's like, I want to do 100, but... And then for the safety of that runner, the other runners around them, for the volunteers at the aid station, and for the sweepers, you might need to look into that seriously. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't disagree with that. Um, right. But I can see, I can definitely see both sides. Um, the other one I thought was interesting is people that are mad, the people that don't start, that don't let them know. That should be a huge penalty. But that's that's what I saw. So, so it's like most of them don't get their refund anyway. So how no, do you, you don't pe- get a refund. No, but how do you penalize them? They're not, not allowed to enter for, for three, year. or three or five years, something gotcha. like that. Gotcha. Because, I, again, that would be. Again, that's just work on the race director on the committee's part. I think that one I would rather see implemented before the qualifier. If you had to pick one, mm-hmm. I would say the DNS without notification. Right. Right? Um, because Unless I, there was, like, some extreme circumstance. But right? you also got to remember, too, with Wasatch, there's no wait list. Yeah. So well, they, someone, o- they overdraw. Yeah. But so if so, what is a DNS? A DNS basically comes into it because they pulled a name, mm-hmm. right, and it's in it's on the list because ba- people are saying they should pull from the wait list. So with Wasatch, there's no wait list. So if it's right. a do not start and you let them know a week before, right. I don't understand what's the difference in not letting them know or letting them know a week before. Mm, yeah. Because that's where I saw a lot of stuff. It's like they should let – there's a lot of DNSs. Mm-hmm. Well, we, you mentioned they overdraw, but what's the benefit for anybody, really, if I – enter and I just don't tell them and I don't show up and don't register that morning or that night. Yeah, there's, there's really no benefit for anybody because, no. you know what I mean? So it's like you want to penalize them, but why? They You've already got their money. It's not like someone else was going to get in the race at that point and they could have... One is just bad form on you. For oh, not, oh, absolutely. Right? Because yeah. then they're worried. Yep. Did we miss this person at check-in? Yep. Right? Absolutely. No, I totally see. Yeah. I, I totally see that side. Just from the the side that I've been reading through social media, and people are upset about all the DNSs. Right. Someone else could be in that spot. Yeah. But I think that's another thing. That maybe we'll see more DNSs. Maybe. But that. But if you DNS, it doesn't mean you're taking somebody's spot. I think it might get to the point where you actually are. Right. If they have a wait list. No. If you're if the, say the DNS goes above a hundred. Which it was close to this year. Yeah, it was a lot. Then you actually are taking somebody's spot at that point. But uh, but what I'm saying is all those 100 people might have wanted to run, right? Like they trained everything and they just, the last minute, decided not to run. Right. So that st- doesn't benefit anybody because no one's taking over that spot. So right. when registration happened, they were fully on tent. I'm running this race. Mm-hmm. I'm training for it. I did, a, you know, I worked all my way up to it. I got hurt two weeks out. Right. I didn't let them know. Letting them know two weeks out one way or another doesn't If you don't anything. know, I think I think if you don't let them know, I don't care if it's 30 days or a day before, you need to be penalized. Okay, I agree. Yeah. With, I'm okay with that. You have to, you've got to pay the piper at that point because you didn't follow up on your end and do the diligence to send them an easy email. Yeah, I did that with Bear. Yeah. I, I pulled from the Bear this mm-hmm. year, and I let them know like a week and a half ago. 
Yeah, but that's three and a half weeks out. Yeah, and there's a wait list. So yeah, and there's a wait list. Yeah, but I'm just if saying. If Leland Barker can manage a wait list, Wasatch Front can manage a wait list. <laughs> I totally right? agree, man. That yeah. is the end of the discussion right there. <laughs> I totally agree with that. We love Leland, too, by the way. But I totally agree. If you know Leland, you know what we're talking about. He's awesome, though. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, that 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 just dr- mic drop yeah, on that one. <laughs> Joel's out. Um, <laughs> All right, so Tahoe 200. Tahoe 200. Um, holy cow, man. Hot holy heavy cow. up front. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody does the rest of the year. Just yeah. give Courtney yeah, give it to of the year. Like, yeah, just straight total, up. Like men, over women. everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Give her both awards. No, no male, female category. Just yeah. ultra runner of the year. Not just U.S., but globally. Oh, my gosh, man. What? How ridiculous was that finish? How do you run a 200-mile race and separate between, what, like, fifth, like what was it? Separation was 20 minutes? Yeah. For 200 miles? That's Amazing. ridiculous. Yeah, she ran fast, under 50 hours. Yeah. Oh, the PR right? was set by over nine hours. Yeah, crazy, right? So Kyle Curtin, uh, 49.27. So yeah. he broke the course record by over nine. Well, right. Courtney was 49.54, mm-hmm. so hers was basically, she broke it over nine. And she nine. looked fresh the whole way. Yeah. She did, right? I don't know. Uh, Goofy and having fun. We need to get her to a lab. Yeah, and we got to test her. No, I don't want to know. I just, I just, I want that magic to keep rolling. No, I do too. But I want them to replicate it. I want it on. I'm like that's she's gold. We need that specialness. She needs to be unique and individual. She One is, of a kind. She needs to be put in a vault. Yeah, she's just awesome. what she's pulling off. I mean, I don't care. Uh, like I said, ultra of the year. Yeah, it doesn't have. To I want to see her at UCMB next year. Oh man, could you imagine if she like trained for like just that was the race i don't think she i don't care she doesn't need to train yeah, she, she can just show doesn't. up she can show up and show up. win the day before hey yeah. do you mind if i register yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah pretty pretty special let's let's just say that i mean a special race i mean just from the from the front there's like thirty thousand feet of climb or more um in, in this two 200 mile race 205 uh, but yeah, I mean, just ridiculous course record set. But these two were gunning the whole time. Right, they were just nine hour PR. Now, and I don't know what else necessarily Kyle's done this year yeah. that won it. Um, and I saw somebody say he should be male ultra runner of the year just for this for beating a PR by nine hours. Mm. I don't think so. No, because and I don't this mean is to be such rude. a new race. You know what I mean? And it's it's. I still think new the two, distance. Yeah, the two hundred still. Like we've heard from so many people, it's not like ultra running. It's closer yeah, to three. They're making it that These way. These guys are yes, they're absolutely. making it that way. Yeah, they're they're pushing. And you give them a couple pacers. more years, and maybe you see a drop under forty-five hours. Wouldn't that be ridiculous? When right. People are finishing hard rock in that time, and you're finishing a two hundred mile in yeah. that time. That's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super cool. And they're still out on the course as we're recording this, and right. there's just a lot of people. Jamil Curry, he finished. I think he was like seventh. Yeah, he was top ten. Um, he looked good. Um, and so you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Wasatch because okay. we said Jamil Curry. Yeah. And there's a bromance going on that Jamil may or may not be aware of, and that's from I Turtle. I don't think he's aware of it. Yeah, because we know Turtle Miller. Oh, he didn't do good at Wasatch. Bromance, and no, his his one of his photos. He put a photo in for Woody Footy, and he he DNF'd, and his Woody Footy he was sleeping in a blanket. He <laughs> says Turtle Miller finished his participation in the 200, 2008 Wasatch 100. <laughs> yup, Schwagen writes, and um, he's just laying on a cot. <laughs> did you see him? I never saw him. Oh. I don't know where he did. Oh, he's okay. Yeah, I know. I don't know where he. I didn't see him at all. Jim well, saw him well, early in the race. I don't, better not have. It's all he likes, right? He's a heat guy, heat miser. He loves it in the heat. I know. Jim loves the heat, but he struggled a little bit. Yeah, but this is, him. you know, Turtle, you know. He always says, suck at northern Utah. I know, right? We, we can bring the heat, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can turn it up. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Tahoe 200, pretty much in the books. Um, our friend Phil Lowry had to come out with a bad quad. Oh, did he? Yeah. He dropped like mile 46 or something. Oh, that big sissy. Yeah. So, um, he, so, he's getting ready for Moab. His wife, Jill, finished. She did. Um, so, he ended up crewing for her, mm-hmm. which is good. He needs to do that once in a while, keep himself honest. I don't um, know. I don't think I'd want to be a volunteer at one of these stations if he's around. Might, yeah. It might drive you a little batty. He'd drive you a little nuts. Is that what we're looking for, batty? Would yeah. that be the word? To be nice about it? Um, let's see. Ben Light. I'm trying to see if that got an update on Ben real quick. He's got my laptop here. Just to see where he's at. He was at 160 last time I checked. One, 165-ish. Right, right now it's saying 166 oh, is what it's saying guy. right now. 
Um, and I know these have, sometimes these can be off. Right. I hope it's um, way off. I and mean, he's actually at like 190. That would be awesome if he had right? a sprint to the yeah. finish and they got that on video. Yeah. All right. That would be cool. Uh, Ben's a great guy, so good luck. Hope uh, that works out for him. What else we got going? There's some uh, other stuff going on this past weekend. Um, a place, you know, I'm not, I'm the only reason I'm highlighting this is I'd like to kind of run here is that okay. Imogen Pass. Imogen Pass, yeah, that right? that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, old we, school race. Yeah, old school race, shorter distance, mm-hmm. um, hardcore. Um, course record almost came down. Um, Dakota Jones. Right. 213. Course record's Matt Carpenter. There's a name. Uh, yeah. He was 205-93. Yeah. So that's been standing for a while. Um, but I kind of, you know, you've talked about this on a previous thing, and I really want to go do Maroon Bells. Yeah, for sure. That would be awesome out there. There's a that that's definitely one on my list. That's why I brought that race up in Uri. That's every time I think of that, that's what I think about um, is that race. Um, like I said, Wasatch was this weekend. Tahoe was this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Superior Hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that, a lot of that races. took place. Um, Ashley Nordell, friend of ours, she went under course record but still finished second. Uh, Mallory Richard from Canada set the new course record. Wow. Uh, Minnesota race, so Minnesota. Yeah. Kind of that uh, accent. Pine de Palm was this past weekend. Right. A uh, friend of the show that I met, Allie, she uh, finished her first 100. Nice. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, there. What else? Tour de Jantz. Um, that's still going on, I think. That's going on, man. And last I saw, Luke was doing well. Yeah. Um, here's a name that I, f- I haven't heard for. Jay Aldis is running that. Yeah. Holy crap. That guy's got a name from the past. That guy's in his probably, what, I think mid-50s, early 50s? Easy. Right? Easy. Like he's mid, a crusher. He is. He, he's he's a stud. He's old school old. <laughs> Wasatch runner. <laughs> yeah, man. That always brought the pain. And I haven't heard that name for so long. And yeah. I was looking through the stuff with Luke, and I'm like, Jay Aldis. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, such a cool guy. I think he lives over there. Does he now? I think so. Okay. Either way, man, that's just amazing. Um, Avery Collins is over there. Yeah. Um, isn't uh, Joe Grant over there? He he is, and I think he had the drop. Oh, okay. He, he got, like, bronchitis or something like that, like, Sheesh. the week before the race. That's not a good thing. No. Um, so, yeah, that'll be cool to update that. We wish Luke well, a good buddy of ours. Uh, this coming weekend, though, we've got the Run Rabbit Run, and there's some yes. names at this one, too. It pull, It's pulling some names still. I'm going my our boy, Jeff Browning. <laughs> I'm going with him. You cannot bet against him. You look year. down the list, and there's, there's some names. There's some solid but it, names. But as Joel said, to go against Jeff Browning right now, it's like, I'm not going to put him there, but it's like picking against Killian at yeah. times. You know, because Jeff, Jeff's just, he's dialed in right now for a while. Um, but he's got some competition, though. He does. Um, there's uh, Jason Schlarb's going to be there. Yep. Um, and he's been running all year, everywhere. Right. Running really good. Uh, Kyle Pateri, mm-hmm. he'll be there. He finished sixth at Western. Um, who else do we have over there? Um, Jesse Haynes, he finished yeah. fifth at Hard Rock. Right. He's a good runner. He is out of California. Uh, Mark Hammond. Yep. Finished third at uh, Western. Man, I'm not quite Local sure. Guy. Not quite sure, man. That's close to UTMB. It is. It is. Tommy Tommy Pusey. Right. Uh, he finished third two years ago at this race. Right. Who else we got? Bob Shebest. Yeah. He's always there. Bob's got the curse, right? <laughs> he's he's going to finish third. He's going to finish fourth. <laughs> this outside the top, top three. Right. Um, there's a lot of names uh, on the men's side for sure, and a lot of like pedigreed runners as yeah. well. Seth Swanson finished third. At That's Mont somebody Fiji. I want to see do really good. So Seth. I just, that guy's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of cool names. There, I mean, we could go on and on. Uh, even on the women's side, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a lot. Um, who do we have? Meredith Edwards. Right. Um, she's coming off some injuries. She's, she's been talented. running a lot. I just don't think that she has that 100-miler. Do you want to hear a name then? In her. What do you think of this one? Jen Shelton's running. I saw that too. Holy cow. Now, see, I want to see her do well just because she's a character. Yes, yes, right? yes. I do too. She's kind of... She's nutty. been in and out for a while. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. she does. Like in and out of reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, uh, I hate these names. I always mess them up, and they're cool names. Brooks Vort. 
Mm-hmm. How's that? Um, she's running. Nikki Kimball's going to be there. Right. Um, who else do we have? There was somebody else on that list. There. Michelle Yates, Denise Barasa. Yeah, I think those between those two. Um, so I mean, there's some, there's uh, Lisa Saint Laurent mm-hmm. uh, finished second in U Ray this year. So right. she's and that's a hard race. That is a hard race. So she's got it going. So it'll be a fun race to mm-hmm. see with Run Rabbit on the men's side. I am going with Jeff Browning. I am too. I am not going to pick against him on the women's side. I'm going to go with. That Carrie uh, Brooks Fort, because I like her name, and I think she's going to win. Brooks Fort. Brooks Fort. It reminds me of a Dutch name. It does, right? right? And it probably is very Dutchy. It is. It's got to be. It's got to be. But yeah, I'd love to see uh, Jen Shelton do well. That'd be (laughs) fun just to see. Like you said, she's just a character. Um, So yeah, that's going on. Uh, There's some other stuff across the pond. I don't. I don't touch on those too much because they're hard to pronounce, and it makes me feel. This sky race that's wrapping up. Yeah, there's the... This weekend. Uh, it's, I don't know where it's, it's in Scotland. Or Glen, the Glencoe Skyline race is going on. Um, what else did we have? Um, yeah, I can't remember what's going on. It's like Ultra Trail Mont Rose or something like that. Yeah. I mean, they did have the IAU 100K World Championships. Uh, yeah, Japan did so pretty well I, again. I couldn't get into that. I tried. I, <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't either. Um, I will say this. The the female winner kind of looks like Chrissy Mel. Okay. So, good job. Uh, good job. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, so, that's kind of what's going on in the world of uh, trail and ultra running right now. Um, we also... Have a few other things. We got a couple Ask Trail Manners questions, but first we're going to get to uh, the Strava segments this week because there's someone over, overseas running in Europe um, that did. Uh, no, actually, take that back. Uh, last week's winner, distance Sarah McCloskey. So she had 146 miles. Oh my gosh, she put 40 miles in. Yeah, the week of the race. Paper up, Sarah. That a girl. So way to go, um, Donna Jodine. Uh, she did a run time of uh, 38 hours. Yeah. Um, but I'm more impressed with her climbing. Uh-huh. Uh, Donna jo- Jadoin, I'm going to say, she was uh, first in climbing, 44,000 oh feet of vert. Um, she looks like she's over, like, in France, hanging out, doing some day-to-day running. But pretty awesome, though. I read that. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty stout. <laughs> that's not bad. Oh, um, so that's a, that's a big week for a lot of people um, with that. Woody Footies, uh, we'll mention. There were some really good ones. That was your turn, right? It is my turn. Good. And I did pick a winner, and it's a little different because there was one that I really liked and kind of looks like last week's photo. Right. Um, Even though it's a different spot, everything else, I wanted to kind of mix it up, and there's it's a style, right? right. First of all, Cade Brown, you're killing it, bro. Yeah, he is. I mean, killing it. He was in Maine. He got a good one in of a beach in Maine. Um, So awesome. Um, where were some other ones? Alex Terrell had some good ones. Uh, April Free, uh, she's going through a river like waist deep in, yeah. in Pennsylvania. I think that's always kind of cool. And there's dirty water too. It's not clean. Like you're not going to drink out of it. <laughs> um, Bo Downing, uh, Corey Vigil, um, Tim Tim Bugnet was in, at Olympus. Bugnet. Where was uh, Jeremy Haddock had a good one from Payson. Okay, where's Enchantments at? The Enchantment? Yeah. Del Nilsson had one. I've seen a few now with Enchantments. Where's that the Enchantments at? up in the Northwest? I don't know. That's what I would guess, but I don't know. I've seen some photos come through of the Enchantments, but that's all it gives me. Um, Gabe Joyce had a good one. Um, he was in the Pain Cave during Wasatch. He's sitting there. looks like he's probably at Lambs by the, the photo. Um, Jen Haas Walker, top of Table Rock Mountain in the Tetons. She's up at 11,000 feet. Megan Martinez, Naomi Peak with her puppy. How about Andrew uh, Andrew Giles' photo? He's got a picture, and it says, Welcome to Cotton Tail Corner, clothing optional area beyond this point. How really? cool is that? Like, I would run there, but the I would... Enchantments are southwest of Leavenworth, Washington. Okay. Oh, Le- okay, Leavenworth. All right. Uh, so, yeah, he was in Alberta, just outside Edmonton. But, yeah, clothing optional area. There's actual metal trail signs sitting there. That's pretty uh, yeah, intimidating. That's a big, it's a big no, because I think there's a lot of bears up there. Yeah, I don't think they, I think they probably, if they saw me without clothes, they wouldn't mess with me. If they saw me with clothes, it's like, nor the person of that. I got right. throw, I not got what time for this. Um, Matt Van Horn had a good one. Jeff Hart had a good one. Um, Turtles. Lee Moss had one sitting with Gordy, looking looking like a bad A. Steve Page, um, yours was rad. That's my scene. Martin Schneekloth. Uh-huh. He was at the Jungfrau Marathon. Um, after finishing the Matterhorn Ultra Tracks and UTMB, 
Wow. So he's been killing it. This week's winner, please message me, manners at trailmanners.com, your mailing address. And we got to thank the Sign Garage for donating. We still have a few more hats. So here is the winner for this week's Woody Footy. Ladies and gentlemen, something different, something little is Chelsea. I'm going to get the name wrong, but this is how I like to say it, Minty, M-Y-N-T-T-I, Chelsea Minty. Church Mountain in Mount Baker area nice. is really cool. I really like the look of that photo. The sunlight. I know she you didn't take, I don't know, maybe it's her in the photo where she took it. Either way, great photo. So send me a message, and we'll go ahead and get you squared away with your Trail Manor swag uh, for winning this week. And now let's tackle two Ask Trail Manners, and by golly, these ones are going to make you, make you uh, think a little bit. Are they? So the first one comes from Gary in Boulder, Colorado. So, Gary, thanks for listening. He says, what are your recommendations for training and cross-training for more of the quote-unquote off months? And he has October through February. Okay. Do you take time off or keep training so you don't lose fitness? If I want to do a 50K in early March, what would these months mentioned look like? So he's basically saying, we've talked about on the show, there's really no off-season anymore. No. Right? I mean, there's races all year round, but we know that there's probably more A races during the normal months, right? So generally October through February is a slower time. Right. Even though there's big races going on. You got Javelinas, you got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Cold Bar Rumble, Black Canyon. Yep. So he's saying, he's asking, what kind of training or cross training for these months would you do? And what would, and would you lose fitness if you take too much time off? And then if he wants to do a 50K in early March, what should those months look like? And still, I'm going to let Joel kind of start with this because he's the... Okay. He's this workout fitness expert here. So, what, Joel, what would what would you recommend for uh, getting Yeah, I would get in the gym. I'd do a lot of deadlifting. Deadlifting? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd do a lot of deadlifting for sure. A lot of core work. A lot of single leg, like lunges. Uh, single leg box squats. A lot of work on the TRX. Okay. And a lot of deadlifts. And what about, like, running? Uh, well, your running is going to suffer because you're lifting a lot. So would you just scale it back? I'd scale it back. But I'd still do a quality run once a week. Speed work. Uh, that could be intervals. Uh, it could be hill work. Um, reduce your volume by 30% probably. What about taking rest time or time off? Would you do any of that? I mean, not knowing what he's already taken done. like how Maybe a couple weeks. Just take a couple weeks. Would you lose much fitness in a couple weeks? You will. After 10 days, it's not a linear degrade of fitness. It's exponential after 10 days. Okay. Yeah, so you got to be careful. You don't want to take too much time off. So basically you're saying get in the gym. Yeah, get in the gym. Lift. Lift. Lift a lot. still run. Yeah, Just still run, but expect your runs to be... Harder, slower. Yeah, exactly, because you're lifting. So don't focus on, oh, I had a bad run because yeah, you're... Yeah, don't beat yourself up. Okay, so I hope that helps, Gary. Next one is a good one. It's from Stephanie, another Colorado. It's just Colorado. I don't know where Stephanie's from. Um, this one's a good one. <laughs> With more trail races being added every year, do you think we are in a situation where it is just saturated and could be an issue with land use and permits? Yes. Here in Colorado, it is almost ridiculous. Uh-huh. You guys mentioned UTMB coming to North America, and realistically, where and when could they do that? Yeah, right. So we kind of did touch on this, uh-huh. um, and it, it kind of blew up on another page it about uh, UTMB races. Right. And to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see where this is going to be. Yeah, exactly, I mean, right? Because it's, it's a big deal, and for a lot of reasons. Right. You know, they, they talk about it being the a you know, like the races, but what's it going to gobble up right because with the name utmb people are gonna be drawn to it right and so oh, for sure if they put it near wasatch if they yeah. put it near another race is it gonna cannibalize some of that race right um time-wise and location maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna lease the name from western states well that's the thing we don't that's the thing we don't know because we, we talked about that thought yeah could they take a race on could they mm-hmm. lease an, i mean there's so many things so co-brand with a with an ra existing event could do that very easily now right i would hope they did that would do that just yeah. instead of bringing another big high because we've talked about it utmb is numbers Right? Yeah. So, 2,000 people, yeah. 2,500. So how would, you know, that's going to be. Wait a minute. Is that 2,500 just at UTMB or is that for all the distances? I thought it was UTMB. Holy cow. Yeah. So what do you think they got? 10,000 for all the distances? Oh, they'd then? Have, they probably, that's right? why, they, why they don't, like, that's why they drive nice cars. Gosh. And have a punch pass at the cafe. Yeah. It's classy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm. 
I'm, I'm excited anxious. to see what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm anxious because no matter what they do, people are going to cause a stink. You know what I mean? Like states. Nobody can be happy anymore. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. So if they, like Joe mentions, what if they co-brand with Western? Yeah. Him as an example. Exactly, right. right? To me, that's not a UTMB-type course. No. But if they did that, say they did that, right. what would Pete, you know, what's the advantage? And well, there's, there's not enough uh, participants allowed. Well, anywhere, though, right. really. I mean, there's not a race you could look at. I mean, um, yeah. There's I not, I can't think of one. I mean, Wasatch and the Bear have... 300 plus, right? Right. So those are probably two of the bigger hundreds. Well, Leadville. Leadville would be an opportunity because they love yeah, being I, branded. At, at first, you know, I thought about Leadville. I was like, no way they would do that. But the more I've kind of thought about it, I'm like, there's a high possibility that they would. Because aren't they CenturyLink now or something like something that? Something like that. Like when you, you have know, the Leadville see, they, Like you said, they can have like a thousand people. Yeah, and that. Right. Can, but the thing is that that community can't hold it. No. You know what I mean? It's right. too small. It is. And they have already had the problems 800. Yeah. But yeah, this is the Century Link Leadville race. Yeah. So they, they're used to it. So yeah, they could call are. it the Century. Because it used to be used like the Lifetime or Lifeline or whatever Lifestyle, it was. Lifetime, yeah. Whatever. It used to just be Leadville. Yeah, I know, right? But now you got to put that, that sponsor's name in front So of. it's going to be the UTMB Century Link Chevron. Ah, Chevron. <laughs> Leadville. You're going to have to wear a race shirt with yeah. a sponsor on the front. Right. Or your name. But yeah, that'll be interesting to see and i think joel hit it um you think we're in a situation where it could be an issue with land use and permits absolutely oh, and i sure. hope it doesn't come to the point because this crossed my mind i hope it doesn't come to a point about who pays or who scratches backs because i would sure hate to see an existing race get bumped uh-huh. for a brand new race because you knew somebody or Dude, that, something that, i'm not gonna point any fingers but that 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 happened in our area yeah there's, think, there's a ding dong race director, and the only reason that he's still got his race rounds because he knows the right people. Yeah, that's so. I think there is too many there races, are. and there's be, becoming more. Mm-hmm. And me and Joel have said this even before we were race directors, and I think you can get any race director on board with this. Is if you're going to start a race, man, do every due diligence you can to make sure you have talked to people in your area. Yep. Because I, I hate to see that. Dabbing at Jim Skaggs one year, someone yeah. did a, a run out near the island, like a duathlon. Yeah. Kind of con- confused people the out there. Mountain bike race, too. Mount, yep, mountain bike race. They had right. that, that marathon that kind of went out there. Yeah. Um, and Jim's been there for so long. I mean, right. you know, I hate to see. And I've seen, like, race dates change. Like, some of uh, Bryce Canyon's race changed. You yeah, know, the date. bounced around. Um, and it kind of interferes with, say, another you know, 50-mile race. Right, but that, um, that one kind of smoothed out finally. Yeah, it did, right? but I think, you know... They're, For they're, a couple of years, it hurt that. It hurt Squaw Peak bad. Well, and the, there's not an option where it doesn't hurt a race. You know what I right. mean? Like Antelope Canyon is the same weekend as the Buffalo Run 25K in 2019. Oh. Antelope Canyon draws from this area. Buffalo yep. Run 25K draws from this area. Right. You know, so there's there's kind of a... Well, that's vacation races thing. there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, people not caring right. is what makes things, you know. And I and I like, like one of the things I do like is, and it's not as big a deal, Ogden Marathon here in Ogden, mm-hmm. and you've got Timp Trail Marathon. Right. Same weekend. Yeah. But one's trail, one's road. I'm oh, not sure. opposed to that. That's kind of two different things, even though they're same distance, same weekend, right. general location. I mean, but Now, see, if we put on a marathon here in Ogden the same weekend as the Ogden Marathon, oh, that yeah. would be bad form. Oh, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Or right next to it. But as far as, like, land use goes, oh, for sure. That's going to be a huge issue going forward. Mm-hmm. It's just, There's just more and more people um, on the trails now. Yep. And it's not looking good. It's not. And not looking good. And there, there just comes a point where they can't write more permits. Yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, depending on who you work with, if you get yours in before the next guy that's been right. doing it every year, because we've seen that like Beaverhead this year. You know, those guys have had that weekend locked in, and now mm-hmm. the this past year they had a motorcycle crew oh, really? or some ATV crew or some motor club come into town the same weekend. It cannibalized yeah. almost all the hotels. Right. So there's a big stink about it. Well, that motorcycle gang <laughs> they bring in a lot it's it's like Careful. atvers right okay. so it's atvers they're doing it the same weekend as beaverhead 2019 right so beaverhead's already said hey if you're going to think about running get a hotel now because yeah. there's not going to be any well we yeah. know that town can't hold nope 6000 new people oh no we i saw it this last year there's not enough so it's unfortunate that's a different situation obviously it's not a race right. but i think in colorado they've got a problem Oh, they've got a big problem in Colorado, they, I think. You know, there's there's a big population front there that are really outdoor 
oriented and they want to go do races and then you've got people that want to put on races maybe for the wrong reason mm-hmm. and you know you and I are part of a face group Facebook group that has race directors on it and we see those race directors on there bashing each other oh yeah and then there's one in particular that's a huge douchebag and he's causing a stink over there yeah and there, I mean Colorado does have a lot more yeah I mean you can't throw a rock on a weekend and not hit a race I know you know what I mean um, Which is good in a way. Yeah, right? so I, it, it, say, I mean, that's 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 the, the upside, right? There is an upside. If you wanted to go out and race a half marathon trail race in Colorado, you can probably almost do that on any weekends. But they have a big community too, they to where they can fill up their races and stuff. My, my, oh, my, I don't know. That, that one race director was just yeah. belly aching because he only but it's got like a fifty mile or something. Yeah, fifty mile race. bigger. I think yeah. yeah, bigger mileages. That's you know to me a little bit different when you don't have the pull, right? right? Um, but I think a lot of it, too, comes down to the land. Yeah, because, that's going to be the issue. Because, you know, the Forest Service... The land know, can only support so many people yeah. trampling on it. And if it's not respected well, yep. they could pull all permits. Oh, yeah. So some a-hole comes in for a first-year race, and yep. you've been there 20 years, and he right. does something bad. The 20-year race could get, say, sorry. We've had or you got to jump through more hoops yep. to put your event on, which I think that's what's going to happen. Yep. So I mean, But there's no way to stop that on... The only people can really stop that is the, the land people, right? Because right. like we can't stop another race, you can't stop another race. But right. I just hate to see more of that cannibalization of races based on people that right. just, you know, just do your due diligence. I mean, me and Joel, when we put our races on, man, we work around tons. Like we did the winter racing circuit, even it was road stuff. We didn't want to interfere with the Goal Foundation. Oh yeah, you know, it's like nope, they were here. Right. We want to respect that, but we also want people to come out. People aren't going to run necessarily two weekends in a row the right. same distance. So We understand it's a stress on the old pocketbook. Yep. So I mean, we, that's why we don't have more races, really. Right. We have ideas, but it's like oh, yeah. we've always said, when would we put that race on? Yeah. <laughs> so we put one in December in the snow. Yeah. That's a great time to do it. <laughs> it is. There's no other races going Which on. Which brings up a good point. The Nordic Valley 7K. Yeah. It's open for registration. It's open. We've had a few people register. It's fun. It's a blast. We it's had a great time. Um, and the people that ran it last year seemed to have a good time. Yeah. We got snow that day. Yeah. We'd love to see you out there. Um, we'll put a link to that on our on our uh, show notes show notes as well, just so you make sure you see that. So that's the uh, Nordic Valley 7K race um, coming up. So. All right, I think that was a couple of really good Ask Trail Manners questions. Keep sending those in. Those are a lot of fun and also informative. Like I can see, especially the first one by Gary and Boulder, helping right. other people out. Hey, what do I do in the off season? I don't want to mm-hmm. lose my fitness, but I want to get better, stronger, whatever right. it might be. Um, I think that's a good one. Another another note that I'm going to throw in here is we got some Tuesday podcasts coming up. We're going to get them back on the schedule. We got one going to be launching next Tuesday, so we're right. back. And we're just going to keep filling the spots after that. I think we're back on track there. Um, but next week will be a lot of fun. I uh, guess we've had on before about a race that's not in the United States. Right. It'll be fun. And that's all the spoilers we're giving. So <laughs> do you got anything else you want to add this week, Joel? No, I'm good. All right. We have a closing quote. Um, oh, I didn't put who put this. I know it's Roger Bannister. Was it the – it's the quote – Roger Bannister. I don't sent know who sent it to us. Grave. Yeah, I don't have the name that sent it to us. If you sent this quote in, I apologize. Uh, here's the uh, closing quote for this week by Roger Bannister. The man who can drive himself further once the effort gets painful is the man who will win. Mm. And Roger would know. He broke the four-minute mile. He was a good runner back in the day. Yeah, he was. So, uh, yeah, that's all we have for the single track session number 105. Please send us emails, questions, or just reach out to say hi. Don't forget about the Nordic Valley 7K this December. And we also have a donate button on our website that we'd like to uh, have someone use once in a while if possible. Uh, This is Eric and Joel, and we are single track session 105.